This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Let's get the show on the road. Yeah, I need to go around and start randomly flushing toilets. <laughs> Let's flush toilets! This is a special edition Nerdy Legion podcast. Because you know what, guys? We have some breaking news. This is CNN Breaking News. Let me introduce the uh, the panel here today. We have Ronnie calling from uh, the nether regions of, uh, of Skype land. Yes. And, and Dennis... Calling from the uh, the upper echelon sections of Missouri, the better part of Missouri. Yeah, well, I'm in my basement, standing next to my router, so that helps. In the murder <laughs> shed. See, there you go, Ronnie. Don't you work in like a, a university? You should have good internet. Well, I'm on my phone. I'm not in my office. Oh, use the Wi-Fi, bro. Yeah. Well. Anyway, I can't smoke in the building. Oh, I hear you. Doesn't matter. Breaking news. How, 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 how are we pronouncing his name? I, I, I always thought it was Millar, but apparently it's Miller. I've always uh, pronounced it Miller until I heard y'all pronounce it Millar. Now I can't get the block <laughs> out of my head. <laughs> it's like that whole thing with uh, Raz al Ghul. Is it Raz or Raish? I guess it depends yes. on if you watch the cartoon or not. Yeah. Anyways, Miller World... Has been acquired by Netflix. What? That's crazy talk. Yeah, and apparently they've been working on it since December, according to the press release. Holy cow! Yeah. What is so that brings up lots of possibilities and lots of questions, right? Exactly. Well, so I am excited for the possibilities. How how much have you guys read from uh, the Miller World stuff? Pretty much all of it. All of it. Yeah, for me. I think I think I have read all of it. I was looking over the books that they have done just in case I missed anything. Um, I think I've read everything except MPH and Super Crooks. Oh, Super Crooks is pretty good. Is it? I enjoyed it. So, like a, a heist book with superheroes. Yeah. Oh, that's that basically cool. it. I'm gonna have to read that. Let me put that on my list right now. Yeah, and MPH. I don't know how you classify it, but it's got a twist at the end that's actually really good. But it's basically you take this drug, and I don't think if it speeds them up, but it slows down. Or you know, it's your classic like flash story or something like that, where mm-hmm. you speed up, everybody else speeds down, so they go on a a, a crime spree. Actually, that sounds pretty awesome. I need to check that out. But then there's, but then you found out there's one guy that's in prison from doing this from 25 years ago, and the government pulls him out of the prison to counter these four teens that have got this drug, because mm-hmm. he was the developer of the drug, and they're all like, "Well, somebody else must have found your formula because these four guys got it," and that's all I'm going to say because then it starts getting all kinds of. Uh, I'm not even going to say that because I would give it away. It's a pretty good read. It's about four issues. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um... I'm trying to think what my favorites would be. I, I love Kick-Ass, um, even the movies. Nemesis. Nemesis is my favorite one. Yeah, Nemesis. Well, I don't know. Jupiter's Circle is uh, is pretty damn good, too. But Nemesis is freaking crazy. Uh, what's that book? Have you guys read Oxymoron from... Oh, God. Yes. Who does that? I, yeah, I know you've read it because I talked about Comics Tribe. 
That's yep. what it is. Um, no, I don't think I've read that one. You can get a uh, if you go on their Twitter account, you can get the first issue for free. Um, I think I bought the trade for like eight or nine bucks on Amazon, and uh, it's pretty awesome. And Nemesis reminds me a lot of that. Um, although I think Nemesis is a little more more self serving because um, Nemesis is a little bit more like if Bruce Wayne were evil. Exactly. Isn't that what's yeah. coming up in DC with White Knight? Oh God, I'm yes. so looking forward to that. Yeah, and that's Sean Murphy, <laughs> yeah, who's done quite a bit of stuff uh, with Miller. Yeah, with Chrononauts. Uh, yeah, Chron- Chrononauts. Yeah, is really, which really is really good, good too. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chrononauts was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And I really liked, um, you know, Starlight. Huck. Yeah, Huck was good. Uh, it took me a while one. to get into Huck. Really? Well, it, it was slow. It did start out kind of a slow burn. Yeah, I think I read uh, issue one and two, and I was like, eh, I don't really want to read this. And I'm pretty sure it was Ronnie that kept on talking about it, so I was like, you know what, I'll just, I'll wait till it's done and I'll read it, and it was good. I and I, I do love uh, Raphael Albuquerque, so uh, the art really helped for me. Yeah, and Superior with the Demon Monkey was good. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Demon so Space Monkey. There's all these possibilities. Like, do you think it's best that it's going to go Marvel Netflix way with episodic shows, or would it be best to have like straight to Netflix movies? Oh, I think it'd be awesome Netflix shows. Just imagine Kingsman as a Netflix show. Yeah, or they can even have like what Hit Girl show. Yep. To spin off from the kick-ass, or even wanted. Well, how how again. much? So, th- so there's my first question: How much can they do with kick-ass and uh, what's the other one? Wanted and Kingsman, because those those already have movies that right. I'm assuming are still owned or optioned by other companies. Yeah, because Kingsman's just now coming out, right? The second one. Yeah, the second one, right? Well, it depends on how he structured the property. He, isn't he big on owner rights? I think I was reading somewhere where when he sells the option to a movie, 50% of what he gets goes to the artist. So I think he's really big on um, maintaining creator control. Yeah, I think that's one of the the reasons he started Miller World, right? right. Yep. Um, well, he started Miller World so he could have his own little playground to, to test out ideas so he could sell options on movies. Because isn't every one of his properties he options for movies about by issue two or three? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the options don't really mean anything. You know, like True. when we talk on uh, on Valley Central about the, the Valley movies, they've been optioned for twenty five years. You know what I'm saying? So, well, Miller Miller actually pulls it off, so he's got a little bit more backing him up. Yeah, Miller's kind of more like uh, what's the guy from Walking Dead, Kirkman. Yeah, Kirkman does the same thing, right? Except he didn't sell his company to a studio, uh, which I think is also interesting here, because now Netflix owns the way that I read the the press release. At least it seems to me that Netflix owns Miller World. It's not just that they have like an exclusive option deal, right? They they actually yeah. own the company, which struck me as just counter to everything he's been preaching for ten, the past ten fifteen years. Um, Benjamins. Well, I don't, I don't know though, because if if he were to have like other people come in, so so Kirkman's good at that, right? He he can bring other creators in, 
um, and option their properties. So they're they're still making money off of that option. Um, if he can do that with his company and not just his own properties, um, I think that could be interesting for uh, independent creators, no? Yeah, I, I it could agree. be. It's definitely because uh, we're used to seeing it on the bigger scale, like with um, Warner Brothers and DC and Disney and Marvel, right? Yes, yes. But I mean, it's not the first time. So part of the the big thing of the press release was this is only the third time this has happened, right? So Warner Brothers bought uh, DC in '68. And then Disney bought Marvel in 09, I think it was. And now we've got Netflix buying Miller World. Right. Uh, but, but there have been other companies that were set up to be structured for movie options. Uh, so like 451, which is owned by, what's the guy that did Transformers? Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Doesn't he own that? Yes, he has a stake in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and part of the reason for that was to to have comic properties that they could dive in and make movies and TV shows from, which they haven't done any. Um, but they've got some interesting comic book properties. Same with Kirkman, but Kirkman, again, he, he's not getting bought out by anybody. Like, Skybound is its own entertainment company, right? Right. Well, is it, is it a part of Image, or is it independent of Image? It's published by Image. I think it's just published by Image. So it's part of it because Kirkman is like a CCO, whatever the hell he is for Image. Um, so he's like triple dipping on the pie, you know? Like he gets a, a cut of all the Image books, plus he gets a big cut of his own stuff and a cut of any film and TV that gets produced from Skybound stuff. Um, so it's, it's interesting. I wonder, like, I, I want to know more details about the deal. Yeah, you know there was saying? no pri- there was no price listed, was it? There was no price listed. I don't I don't guess they bought it for as much as Disney bought Marvel. Oh uh, no, that was no a, way. That was in a in the B's, wasn't it? A billion something. Uh, I'm sure it was. That's but then, out. but then probably Warner Brothers didn't pay probably maybe a couple of million back in '67 for DC. Yeah, yeah, four billion. Disney buys Marvel. Wow, they paid less for that, and they paid for Star Wars. <laughs> but that's a good deal. I mean, they've more than oh, made. They've their made money. their money back. Oh, they've made their money back, Buku's. Mm-hmm. Just on the licensing. Just on the Toys. licensing. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what the number that they paid Miller for this is, and if Miller's gonna. The one thing I liked about Miller World is that every year, have you seen the um, the Miller World annual? No. Where it's like where it's a contest. And anybody can do it. So basically, you got to take a Miller World character, and he, you can submit a story, like a two or four page story, on any Miller World character. And then an artist can come in and do any art, and then they pair the two up. And so you have some just random artist that submitted work, and some random writer that submitted work, and they make a two or four page story with Miller World uh, characters, and that's the Miller World annual every year. Huh. So it's, tr- it's trying to find undiscovered artists and writers. So that's kind of like what uh, was it Top Cow that does that? They do the talent huh? hunt every year. Yeah, but you got to be more established for the Top Cow. I thought. I mean, this here is just any Joe Blow can write something and submit it. 
Really? Yeah. I thought about doing one on Huck earlier this year, but I didn't have time. But one of these days, I'm going to try it. I did not know that. Yeah, because the Top Cow deal is kind of, uh, I don't know. Because there's a lot of like writers and, and TV writers and whatever just trying to move to comics. Um, I, my assumption is just for the possibility of making buttloads off of a TV or movie franchise. Um, that's interesting, though. I didn't know that. I might have to get in on that, too. Um, but so if they continue to do that, that would be a great way to get into Netflix. Just think about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm, try- I'm trying to go over these properties and see what what do you guys think would fit best as movies and TV shows in a Netflix lineup? Um, and again, we probably can't speculate on Kick-Ass or Wanted or Kingsman because of the other movie stuff. Um, but I think some of these would probably fare better as TV series over movies. Well, how's his icon stuff fit in? Because isn't that a Marvel imprint? And that's where yes. he did actually. That's actually where he did Kick Ass and Nemesis and Superior and Empress and all that. Yeah, uh, Empress is part of that well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? Yeah, you're right. Huh. And, but that's also yeah. But that's where the Secret Service came out. Maybe that's why they had to rename it Kingsman. Of course, Kingsman is a better name. Yeah, that's where Kick Ass and all that came, and then you get to his. Miller World stuff is more of the the Chrononauts and yeah the newer the newer stuff I would say. Oh, you know I'm seeing War Heroes. Did that ever finish? Because I want to think I got issue one of that. Did it ever finish? I don't think I've read that. Oh well, you see, I think isn't that the one? Maybe Ronnie knows where it's kind of set like modern day, except the the army is uh, powered by this pill that the government gets them that gives them superpowers yes yeah but then the terrorists get a hold of it yeah yeah that's what and that i can means. only remember one issue of that yeah i i don't i don't remember i think i read two issues of it but i don't remember it coming out hmm. like completing i could be wrong Dude, but something be... good uh, but something like like that would be a movie Jupiter's Legacy, the Jupiter stuff would definitely have to be a TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jupiter's I, Legacy, Chrononauts, um, Huck. I Huck, think would yeah, be, Huck for sure. Would be a TV show. I just looked up Icon, and uh, it was Kickass, Nemesis, Secret Service, Superior, and Super Crooks are all formerly Icon. Empress is the only one that's still Icon. So, but how does that work? Does he own it, or is it part Marvel? Can he? Is it Miller World? Did Netflix buy that? So, my assumption would be that he he has structured his deal to be somewhat like what Image does, where they don't own any of the properties. Um, everything's owned by the creators. All they do is publish. So you're in charge of everything. You know, like you you do the writing, you find your creative team, your editors, whatever. And then you send it to them, and they just slap their name on it and put it out. But, I mean, you've got to have, like, some serious clout to do this with a Marvel imprint. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a yeah. little bit different than than with Image. Well, he does have clout, because isn't he, like, the Jeff Johns of the Fox 
movie world? I don't know. Is Marvel? He? I thought he was seeing over the X Men and all that stuff. No kidding. That's not that's not Singer. Yeah, Singer's doing the Marvel the the X Men books the the X Men movies. And I know. No, shows. I know that, but I thought like he's like the maybe like the uh, like the Kevin Feige of of that universe, like making sure all all the plot lines fit together and all that type stuff. Hmm. I'll have to look into that, man. I'm not sure about that. No, you're right. September 2012, Miller was brought on to oversee 20th Century Fox Cinematic Universe as creative consultant for the huh. X-Men film franchise and the Fantastic Four. But if we're going to base his record on Fantastic Four... <laughs> oh, come on now. I like Fantastic Four. Oh, not, I like Fantastic Four Not the Jessica Alba ones. The, the new one. I'll have to admit I haven't seen the new one. Blogger, Blogger Doom. Blogger Doom was awesome. I haven't seen the new one either to actually what? give it a fair shake. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Nothing appealed to me to even want to watch it, so. Oh, man. All right, there was some dumb stuff in that movie, but I thought it was fun. It wasn't good, but it was fun. Oh, yeah, well, I'll, I, I'm going to eventually see it. I just wasn't going to go to the theater and pay to see it. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Right. But no, yeah, I didn't realize he was overseeing that. So, um, so he's who we got to thank for X Men Apocalypse and this upcoming X Men uh, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And Days of Future Past too, right? Yeah. Okay, he did now, that. Yeah, that was good. That was great. That. Well, I think that was the best X Men movie. Yep. Until Logan came out, but yep. man, yeah, Days of Future yeah. Past was awesome. Yeah. Looks like we can so, thank you, him for the Wolverine too. Ugh. I, I actually like that. Ugh. So, <laughs> so if it took thirty year, forty years for the second comic book company to be bought, and now it's only taken I don't know eight years for the next one, is this going to accelerate and somebody's going to buy another one here in the next four or five years? Because Netflix has done it, and everybody's scared of Netflix, so somebody's got to go start buying some properties. Well, I mean, Amazon needs to buy one now, right? Well, yeah, Image or Hulu. I don't, I don't think Hulu's got money to do that, dude. No, if Amazon you, does. If you look at all the Hulu uh, TV productions, they're all fairly low budget. Um, the, I, I would say the highest budget one has to be Handmaid's Tale, which is freaking amazing. Um, but even then, like the budget couldn't have been that hard. I mean, most most of that show takes place in a house with four people. Right, along um, with the path too, right? Yeah, well, yeah, the path. But I mean, how much could the path have cost? You know what I'm saying? It probably cost more for the actors, I would say. Yeah, probably, probably. But I mean, so Netflix announced. I think it was last week. They're going to be doing like 12 new anime series, uh, both movie and TV shows. And now they're buying Miller World. I mean, like that. That's that's pretty huge, dude. Yeah, that's pretty huge. Um, and I know uh, Warren Ellis is involved with Castlevania. I think he's doing another one. What, what's the other sh the video game they're bringing to Netflix? And then Ellis is writing it. God, I can't remember. I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't know that. I enjoyed Castlevania, except that it went four episodes, and I'm going, "That's it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the second season's coming, so 
Well, what about so, what about this though? What about like uh, the CW has their app and everything? If they if they go the CBS way or like what what is it CBS or ABC that Star Trek's on CBS CBS yeah right so what if CW goes the way of like with aftershock since you got your Adam Glass ties on for CW right that's a possibility because they already have they already have their animated stuff that goes just to the CW seed. But how much of that is going to stay there is my concern. Um, because DC's launching their streaming service next year. Because they right. already they pulled Young Justice and all that out of Netflix. Right. Um, I think all the Batman movies and TV shows are on HBO right now. Um, but that's going to go away once DC launches their own streaming service. And what's going to happen then with the CW stuff? Are they going to bring it to DC streaming? Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because like right now, yeah. so so right now, when a season ends on CW, it goes right to Netflix like the next day, which is a fantastic deal for them. But you know, if DC's pulling the stuff out of Netflix, how long is that going to last? Right. Well, can't can't you just watch everything on the CW app anyway, free? Yeah, it's you free with commercials. Wait. Yeah. You don't even have to wait for Netflix. Right. But it, it, I don't think all episodes stay on it. Like, if you're four weeks behind, I think um, you only have, like, the three episodes, I think. On the CW app? Yeah, it's not for every show. Some shows you can go all the way back to the beginning of the season. Uh, but, yeah, I think they do five or six weeks. Um, yeah. it, that's kind of the same deal that Hulu does. Hulu does a lot of their shows uh, that you can watch there. Um, it's not the whole season. And that just depends on what deal they worked out with the publishing house. Yeah, what I guess you're starting to see is it's so easy for companies to distribute their content that it's like, why should we pay somebody to distribute what we've spent the money to produce and let's just capture some of the the money ourselves just by distributing it ourselves, just like what CBS is going to do. And streaming. Mm -hmm. The streaming way. Yep. Yes, but you know, my concern with CBS, for example, is they're only going to have Star Trek for now, right? Right. Well, yeah, I guess so, but that's their gateway drug. Yeah, that's how I see that. I mean, you got to have a foundation somewhere, and why not pick Star but, Trek to start it off? Yeah, but I mean, but what else? I mean, what else are they going to build on on Star Trek? Everything else you can you can see what they can build on, but. Agree. That's right. uh, they're using Star Trek to get you to get into their app, but I don't know what's going to keep you in the app after you're done with Star Trek. Well, you're, I mean, you're going to you're going to get the old series on there. I don't know. They're going to get the other Star Trek series that you can watch anytime on BBC and everything else. Mm -hmm. They're going to pull those off, so that's the only way to get them. And Star Trek right now is on Netflix, and it's probably going to stay on Netflix because they're distributing uh, the new Star Trek show internationally. So I don't see that going away. Well, it's going to start looking like cable's a better option because you're going to end up paying five <laughs> or six dollars for every one of these streaming services to watch. You're going to pay five dollars to watch this one show and nine dollars to watch these other three shows and all this other stuff. And it's like crap. Screw this. I want cable. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, I, I heard that uh, the CBS is doing uh, a spinoff Star Trek series too. They're doing uh, a con series. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a con series. Um, it takes place 
uh, like right after he gets trapped off on that planet. Uh, oh god, what the hell's the name of it? Something, something five. SETI Alpha Four. There you go. After he gets dropped off at SETI Alpha Four, um, and takes him through how he became a jackass. Oh, oh, he wasn't one before. Well, you know, a bigger jackass. Um, he was just an elitist jackass. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he got thrown in the desert. <laughs> But I think I, I don't think that's uh, like an ongoing thing. I think it's a like a one season plan, like a miniseries type of thing. Um, but but still interesting. You no, know, well, isn't that kind of like how like Game of Thrones is winding down, and they're going to do two or three spinoffs from it? Sure, right, keep right, it going. Right. I mean, you're you're finding like HBO's doing it. They're coming up with their own series, and you know Netflix has shown they're going to be the the big juggernaut with this and Hulu's trying and Amazon's trying. So all these streaming services are going to try to get their own shows. And now the networks has got to fight back. And soon you're going to see where like, isn't there something where somebody's going to try to do maybe with Sean Parker. Wasn't he trying to do something with the movie studios? It's like the day yeah. of, or the day yep. after a movie was released, it would be, you could stream it. Yeah. I think that yeah. just, just, just launched. Uh, let me see what it's called. At some point, we're not even going to have to leave the house. The screening room. <laughs> it's called the screening room. You pay fifty bucks to stream a movie, uh, same day as theaters. Fifty bucks a year? No, fifty, 50 bucks, bucks a, a movie. Son Holy. of a. Yeah, fifty yeah. bucks a movie. And I think uh, he needs to go revisit his price point. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Well, the thing is, like, if you go see. A movie like a Friday night, you're probably gonna end up spending fifty bucks anyway, right? I think that's the reasoning behind it. But you're right. Like if I'm gonna spend fifty bucks, I'll go see it in a big screen. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go to one of those movie theaters where they're feeding you dinner. Oh yeah, Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Movico in Chicago. I've never been there. No, we got one. We got a theater here in a hotel where you can. They've got the bar out front, and you can just they'll just start bringing you drinks as you start watching the movie. See, that's the way to do it. Man. That's the only way to do it. Um, I don't know. It's interesting, man. I, I don't know if I'm going to pay eight bucks for CBS just to watch that show. I might wait till it's over and then pay for one month to watch the whole thing. Well, that's kind of what I'm doing with like American Gods. I'm going to get the one free month of Stars, watch it, and then cancel it. You know, I was excited for that, and then I read the book, and I've been reading the book for like four months, and I just can't finish it, so I'm not even going to bother. Hmm. Yeah. That's why you guys see the. That's why you guys see the series instead of read the book. I guess, dude. But I don't know. like everyone. Every, <laughs> look, I, lo I love Neil Gaiman. Okay, Sandman is one of my favorite things ever. But everybody's like, oh, American Gods, like finest modern novel, whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this shit. Sounds awesome. But I just can't, man. Like, I'll do a chapter, and I'm like, oh, I'm just kind of done. And I'm, I'm doing an Audible, full cast production. And it just doesn't entice me. Like, there's there's a few things that are kind of fun, like the whole stuff with Anubis and all that. I like that. But uh, the rest of it just kind of bores me to tears. Mm. Yeah. So to bring this full circle, though, what are you guys most excited about coming to Netflix, like with Malar World series-wise? Because Nemesis. Me, Nemesis. Yeah, I was yeah. Say hands for, down, it's Nemesis. Down. Yeah. I was going to say, me, it would be Nemesis and then Chronauts and then Huck, I would say. 
Uh, yeah, I like Chrononauts too, but are you? I'm starting to see a pattern that he's always got the jackass characters. Because mm. there's the jackass characters in Super Crooks, and there's the jackass characters in Chrononauts, and yeah, <laughs> well, that's like their that's like his Quantum and Woody, right? True. What's nice about Chrononauts is just how they just superimpose. Like, doesn't it start off? They find an F-14 buried under a pyramid in ancient Egypt. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's just that's just awesomeness there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, it's a little deeper than Quantum and Woody there. Well, I just meant like their banter back and forth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah, I think for me, I would like to see a Nemesis movie uh, in a Jupiter's Legacy slash Circle like TV series. Um, third one, I'm not sure, man. Third one, I'm not sure. Uh, probably Chrononauts. I think it would be really fun. Um, I just don't know if I would want it live action or animated, you know? Because it seems like it would go really well animated, but that's also going to turn a lot of people off. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, DC animated films do really well, so... Well, when they're good. Well, that's the luxury, though, is we can get both. This sure, way. sure. Do you think any of them would do like the like the Dark Towers Towers going to try to do? Maybe after this weekend. But anyway, where they do a movie that launches into a TV series? I'd say I'd that. like to see I'd like to see something combined where you do like you have a TV series and then whatever big event becomes a movie. Like they're trying to yeah. do with uh, Inhumans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or or on a better scale, like what they could have done with Defenders instead, like huh. where we had the seasons of you know the four characters, and then Defenders could have been a two-hour movie, and then we would have got more seasons after that. That could be interesting for Jupiter Circle. Yeah. Now, when we talk movies, do we talk movies on TV, Netflix, or do we talk movies Cinemaplex? Well, I was going with the whole Netflix-wise. So the the issue with that is Netflix... Netflix loves doing theatrical releases. Because when they do that, they can uh, be nominated for Oscars. And, of course, that gives them the extra buzz and people go and buy Netflix based on Oscar nominations. I don't know how much movie theaters and movie companies appreciate that. Um, and so it's been a, like a really slow trickle. And usually what they do with those is they'll, they'll go to like, uh, like indie movie cons. Like what, what's the, what's the big one in, in Europe? Whether cons? Do, no, not, not cons, but like, you know, the, where they show like indie films. Oh yeah. Cons. That is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, don't they don't they do something out west? What is it that um, Robert Redford's big in? Sun Sun oh, Sundance. Sundance. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And I mean these these movies are or these companies are putting a bunch of money into those. Netflix. A lot of their quote unquote original movies are stuff they buy like Sundance or Con, um, or buy really cheap from like European production companies. Yeah. Or so Canadian so the- companies. Is it the big thing they'll distribute them to movie theaters? How do movie theaters get the movies? Are they owned by the the, the movie companies? Some are, yes. Are they all, so, but but they can show anybody's movies as long as they're all in agreement. So, correct. A Netflix couldn't like get a movie in the can and then physically make 
or they're all are they done digitally now? They could then digitally put it out to the movie theaters without with the movie theaters deciding who's showing it and who's not. Yeah, I don't think they get movie reels anymore. I think it's just like a hard drive. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I used to know about that, but <laughs> well, wait until the movie theaters just stream it. Well, I was just curious because, like, you know, Adam Sandler did the movie deal with Netflix or whatever. Terrible their... movies. Well, I'm not judging if they're good or not. I'm just saying. <clears throat> but they don't ever hit the theater. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think well, Netflix wants some of these to hit theaters. Yes. Again, just for that recognition. Right. Well, you know what? In 10 years, we're just going to plug them into our brains and this straight in there. You won't have to spend two hours watching it. It'll just be there like it always was. That's yeah. true. And, you know, it might signal a change, too. I mean, if you remember back in the day, a movie came out in theaters and then you didn't see a VHS or a DVD for like six months. Yeah. Right. And now it's like it's out of theaters. Two weeks later, you get it on, on streaming somewhere or whatever. Um, some movies are like, uh, you know, a week after release, you can rent them for like 10 bucks um, while they're still in theaters. And while I think that movie theaters don't necessarily want Netflix to, you know, put their, their movies out on, on theaters and then stream them at the same time, um, but maybe do like a, a pretty small window. Like, I don't know. Most, most, most movies last less than six weeks in, in the theaters. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, six weeks. I'm lucky if they go past like two or three. Weeks. <laughs> yeah. so that's what I'm saying. But I mean, if you don't out, watch it in two weeks, you you just missed it. You missed it. It's going to play at the dollar theater. You missed. Well, Wait it, a second. Two dollar theater now. See, we don't have those anymore. But we we had one up in New York, and it was freaking awesome. It was awesome. Oh um, yeah, um, did that in college all the time. Just wait for the dollar theater. It yep. was great. Yep. So. Pretty uh, interesting news. Uh, like I said in our chat, I'm sure there are some companies that are like, God damn it, why don't we get bought out? Um, <laughs> well, they're going to be pushing now. They're going to be dialing those numbers. Look at yeah. these properties. It could be a movie. Yep. Well, especially the ones that have Chinese investors. We won't name names. But, uh, you know, what, what's the company? Uh, <laughs> is, is it Time Warner that's heading to China this week or next week? Because uh, their production company was pissed at them, uh, they gave them like yes. billions of dollars to produce movies, and then they all, like it was a uh, Transformers last night, Ghost in the Shell, and one more. And they're like these movies did shit. You better come up with a plan, or you know we're taking all the money out. Um, those Chinese people don't play, man. Especially if you give yeah. them, you give you give somebody hundreds of millions of dollars to uh, put this stuff into production. And get a return on investment. You better, you better give them something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's a business. They yeah. gotta make. They're not doing it for their generosity. They're they're doing it to make money. Yep. Yep. And that's why that's why comic movies are the hot thing, man. They know, for the most part, comic fans are gonna go see it, even if it sucks. But when's it gonna burn out? Well, that's the problem, right? That's the problem. I guess we'll see. Anything else we want to say on this? I'm just looking forward to some Millar movies. I've enjoyed the ones he's put out so far. Agreed. Just how long is it going to how long is it going to take? They've signed the agreement now. You'll see the first one in like seven years. <laughs> I don't think it's going to take that long, man. I think uh, I, I think Netflix is pushing so hard. I could see some of these start popping up in you know 
end of 2018, early 2019. Well, let me ask this then. Are they trying... Do they think the Marvel stuff on Netflix is starting to... Fizzle slow out. down? Yeah, fizzle out. That's the better word. No, I think mm-hmm. I think the concern might be that Marvel wants to do their own thing, and so they need to have their thing for when Marvel pulls out. Just like DC, you know? If, if well, DC's you know, doing their streaming app, well, how long is DC stuff going to stay at Netflix? Oh, they know that's true. I hadn't thought of that. That's exactly right. You could have the Marvel streaming app. Yep. And that, that's the only way they're going to grow. You know, they have to have new original properties. Uh, because as other people start putting their own content on their own service, uh, you're not going to go to Netflix to get, you know, whatever, Defenders, you know? So you got to have Jupiter Circle, let's say, to replace it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's pretty interesting. All right, let's wrap this up. This has been fun. Ronnie, I hope you uh, I hope you got some lunch as you talk to us. I'm good. <laughs> I, can, I can eat while I remote in. Yeah. I hear you. I'll just do that liquid lunch. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you take Natty Lights to work? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> uh, uh, this has been uh, the Nerd Legion Podcast. Special breaking news edition. Uh, Dennis is at... How do you pronounce it? I know it's U-T-E-N-G-R. Is it Utenger? Yeah, that's how I pronounce it. Utenger. Utenger. On Twitter, Ronnie's at Rambar316. I'm at Geekfine, and we're at Nerd Legion. That's it. We're out. Hope you enjoy it, and uh, let us know what you think.